Welcome to the Get Over Divorce Podcast, where you will learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman you were meant to be. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This week, inside my Facebook community called Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce, we are on week three of our Summer of Change Challenge and going into week four. And we're talking about appreciation and gratitude. And you might wonder, what does appreciation and gratitude have to do with healing after divorce? And I'm here to tell you a lot Because when you're in the pit of misery of divorce, you might not be ready to shift out of it, but hopefully there comes a point sooner rather than later when you get tired of being there and you look for your way out. Gratitude and appreciation is like the ladder to get out of that pit. It is how we shift our focus from negativity to positivity. Gratitude and appreciation helps us to transform those negative emotions by redirecting our focus towards the positive aspects of life. It allows us to experience more joy and happiness. There's no doubt in my mind that optimistic people who always see the glasses half full are happier people. And it's because what we think about is what we create more of in our lives. So if you're always focusing on what's not working or what's not going well for you, you're spending a majority of your time in those negative emotions, feeling lack, feeling self-doubt. And you can cultivate your own contentment by practicing gratitude and appreciation. When we learn to appreciate what we have, instead of constantly reaching for bigger, better, more, we can shift our mindset to feel a deeper sense of contentment and reduce those feelings of being unsatisfied with our lives. Regularly expressing gratitude has been linked to increased levels of happiness and life satisfaction. When Joe and I got married, I had a practice with my kids at the dinner table, and this was to go around the table and each person express one thing that they appreciate about all the other people at the table. And it can be like a general statement, or it could be something specific that they appreciated that they did. And back when we started this, the boys were like six and eight years old. The practice probably ended around middle school. I would get a lot of pushback from these guys, but... And we didn't do it every single week, but we did still continue to do it on occasion. And what that practice did was, first of all, at times, it was the only times that my boys said something nice to each other. And it was really good to hear, especially for my younger one. There was always a lot of ribbing and joking, but they knew they couldn't get out of saying something kind and positive about each other at the table. And I think it was just really good for them to hear that positive feedback and, you know, hear that 
actually cared about each other, hearing something nice rather than hearing their brother pick on them, right? Especially for my younger son. And for my husband, I I think it really helped him connect at a deeper level with my boys because his love language is words of affirmation. And he did a lot of amazing acts of service for my kids and for me. So he would get to hear people express their gratitude for him. And it was very validating. And I think it just really spoke to his love language. I think it nurtured really good feelings for all of us when we did those little gratitude check-ins at the dinner table. So if your kids are young, I highly recommend you, you put this into practice. It was also a way for me to publicly appreciate my boys and my husband for their kindness, you know, or for appreciating them doing a chore or doing something well. And gratitude has such a calming effect on our nervous system. By focusing on what we're grateful for, we alleviate stress, we reduce anxiety, we promote a greater sense of inner peace and well-being. Gratitude also strengthens our resilience, acknowledging the positive aspects of challenging situations and finding lessons in them, we develop our resilience and our greater capacity to navigate hard things. And appreciating ourselves and recognizing our strengths and accomplishments through gratitude can cultivate self-compassion and cultivate, you know, feelings of higher self-esteem and confidence, right? This allows us to be kinder to ourselves and embrace our imperfections and practice self-compassion and self-care. When we appreciate ourselves, we treat ourselves better, right? This boosts our self-esteem and, and our confidence. Gratitude helps us recognize our own value And it helps us build a positive self-image. Gratitude and appreciation of others helps us build deeper connections. Like I described that practice with my boys at the dinner table. You can express your appreciation to anyone and build a stronger connection. Maybe it's a coworker or your boss or your elderly parents or somebody you're dating. When we express gratitude towards others, It deepens our relationships and it creates a positive and supportive environment. Gratitude and appreciation enhances empathy and compassion. It opens our heart to experiences and feelings of others. It encourages us to see beyond ourselves and empathize with different perspectives. And it creates compassion for the challenges that other people face. It doesn't have like a big it doesn't have to be like a big sweeping gesture of expression either. You can simply say thank you to somebody for holding the door open or just saying thank you to somebody can make them feel special and appreciated. So think about the last time somebody said thank you. Did you receive it well? Or did you minimize it or belittle it? I remember way back when 
I mean, I had a low self-esteem and I had a really hard time receiving appreciation or compliments. It felt very uncomfortable. It felt like foreign to receive. And I think, you know, it really had to do with my low self-esteem. I didn't feel like I deserved their gratitude. And at the very core, it came down to my feelings of not being good enough, not being able to truly receive a compliment well or receive somebody's gratitude. I would downplay it or blow it off or deflect it, right? Which had to be hard for the other person. So pay attention to how you're receiving appreciation and gratitude. Are you allowing it and accepting it? Or are you pushing it away and belittling it? Sometimes this is the practice that you start. Just allow yourself to receive. I have a lot of coach friends and they have a very common practice of receiving, you know, that compliment. There's, there's a a specific moment when they receive somebody's gratitude or expressions of someone's appreciation. And they say back to that person, I receive that. It's like saying to somebody, I deeply acknowledge your gratitude for me, and I'm going to feel it in my body and remember it forever. Right? Like that's so much better than getting blown off because somebody has a hard time accepting a compliment. So think about how you receive words of affirmation. I mean, it might determine whether or not somebody will bother to affirm you again. Practice receiving. One of the biggest lessons I've learned about appreciation and gratitude is how it has the power to shift your perspective. I remember speaking to a lady one time who had gotten a flat tire and she described the whole incident as though it was her ex's fault. And she talked about how it just ruined her whole entire day. And it was kind of a life-sucking conversation. And I reflected back to a time after my divorce when I was single and I got a flat tire. And I remember like getting resourceful and looking around my car to see if there was like an emergency number because it was still on warranty. I bought a Kia Sorento. Okay. That was my first car after divorce. It was my very first brand new vehicle. And I found a phone number right on the driver's side window that I never noticed before. So I called it and I had a tow truck there within 40 minutes and I felt very lucky and grateful that I was resourceful enough to take care of it on my own without calling my ex or without calling my dad for help. And it was like that incident gave me power rather than me giving my power away to a flat tire or blaming another person. So you have the power to shift your perspective in any moment to one that gives you power rather than allowing yourself to just be a victim of any given situation. And this way of thinking fosters your own personal growth and development. You nurture and create your own positive outlook in life. When you do that, you're a more pleasant person and more attractive to other people to be around because they associate you as being someone that creates more positivity and is uplifting 
rather than negative and life-sucking. You have the power to create feelings of abundance and enoughness in your life. Now, there's always going to be someone that has more than you. But comparing and despairing is not going to help you get what it is that you desire. Creating more optimism helps you get creative to find ways that's going to help you get the things that you want, need, and desire. You level up by living in a world of possibility, right? When you have optimism, you seek ways of getting your goals and getting your needs met and getting the things that you want. One of the ways I see this played out every day is like right in our Facebook group. I see two camps of women out there when it comes to online dating. There's the women that will plant their flag and say there are no good men out there. Online dating sucks. And then there's the other camp of women who are determined to find their one good man. It's very different ways of thinking. Either it makes you give up and quit, or it makes you determined and optimistic that there's someone out there for you. And I tell you what, those are the ladies that find love again. Those determined women are the ones that I see getting married to their dream man, the ones who love them and have all of the qualities that they wanted in a person, right? All right, everybody, that's it for today. And I want to challenge you to create more appreciation and gratitude in your life. So get over to my free Facebook group, Thriving Community, Women Supporting Women Through Divorce. Inside, we're in the middle of our Summer of Change Challenge. And I'm challenging my members to get out of their comfort zone and do things that stretch them to new levels. These ladies are having more fun and meeting more people than the people that aren't challenging themselves. They are going to meetups. They're practicing self-care. They're traveling alone. They're going to events alone that they never would have done. They never would have gone to them if they weren't being challenged. They are taking classes and participating in local events and sports. So so I challenge you to get over there. The link is in the show notes. And let's make this your summer of change. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Talk to you soon. Bye. If you like this podcast, then you will love my Get Over Divorce book. It is packed with the tools that I use to help my clients fast forward their divorce healing and reclaim a more fulfilled, independent new life. It's only $4.99 and it's an instant download. Plus, you get the audio version for free and two other amazing bonuses, all designed to help you redefine your post-divorce journey on your terms. Grab it now at getoverdivorce.com.